Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims. Killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them. And that he was also a necrophiliac. You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your host, Maddie Matt, Todd Fox, and Gabby Gab. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Grinding True Crime podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, along with our narrator for today, Gabby, and the other host of the show, Todd Fox. And we are here live breaking in another true crime story. But... Before we get into the details, we're going to let you guys know where you can find us. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Just type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast. And there you can uh, follow our page, give us likes, and tell us where we do wrong and where we do right. So we appreciate all the comments. Also, if you're driving or you listening to your you know, headphones or want to listen to your podcast, just type in Pandora. You can find us there. Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. Anchor, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast, and there you can listen to us. And if you're in other countries, you can listen to us on Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, and Radio Public. For all of our listeners who listen to us from the other countries, such as the UK, Africa, Germany, and so forth and so on, we thank you for listening to us, and we appreciate the love. So, we broke that down. Today, Gabby is going to tell us an interesting true crime story. I believe it took place in a long time ago. It did. Oh, okay. So, uh, without further ado, before I get into it, or before Gabby gets into it, I want to let you guys know, listener discretion is always advised, because we go into details about some of the crime, and it could be disturbing for uh you know, young ones are viewers who are sensitive to that nature. So, listeners, discretion is advice. So, Gabby, go ahead and break it down. All right, guys. Don't be laughing at me. <laughs> the viewers. I said viewers. You know what? <laughs> who cares? If they look hard enough, they could see us. If they look hard enough, they can hear you. <laughs> Fantastic start already. Don't be talking. Don't be doing that to me, talk. <laughs> okay. Oh, so this story is actually we're gonna go way, way back. Back in the time. I'm gonna let you guys guess what uh, century this is. Century. Century. <laughs> um, the what century? Uh, Did this do with Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Jesus? No. Okay. Well, they didn't have crime back then. So. <laughs> Damn you, Judas! <laughs> it's not Judas. <laughs> okay, just checking. Just checking. Just checking. I'm gonna say the 17th century. You, Todd? 18. Okay. She was born in the 1500s. Whoa. Woo. She. I'm gonna give you her name. She was a Hungarian countess, okay? All right. Okay. For if you guys know the song by Venom, Count Countess Bathory, she has a song 
that came out in 1986. Never heard of They made a song about her. Mm. Okay. Countess Elizabeth Bathory. She's Hungarian. Mm-hmm. She was born um, August 7th, 1560. 1560. Jesus. You can't, I can't even fathom how, yeah. And there's a picture here of how she looked. I mean, look at that. So she's we'll show a, you she's, later, Todd. She's approaching 500, <laughs> huh? Yeah, she's, she's, she's looking at <laughs> Man. So she was a Hungarian noblewoman from the family of Bathory who owned the land in the Kingdom of Hungary. Okay. Now, Hungary, Slovakia, and Romania. Okay. Okay, so her story, it's not going to be like the usual we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have the specifications of her crimes, like the names of the victims or none of that. Okay, it's just pretty much an area story of what, of her and what she did. So I take it they don't have surveillance film in this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably they not. Did? That'd be shocking. A little too <laughs> early for DNA. DNA yeah, yeah. There you go, Jinx. There you go. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. They just did. Okay, got it. But even then, she was caught. Oh wow! All right. Wow. So the span of her crimes ranged from 1590 to 1610. Jeez, 20 years. So she was only 30 years old, apparently, when she started committing crimes. Wow. So Bathory was labeled the Guinness of World Records as the most prolific female murderer. Really? Though the number of the victims that she had was debated. They were never accurate. Yeah. So Bathory and four collaborators were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of girls and women between 1590 and 1610. That's a shock. I thought it was going to be men. At first, I thought it was going to also, but no. I guess young girls were her, her thing. Well, I mean, wait, wait. Easy. Well, go ahead, go ahead, man. I, I'm just saying, probably because it was easier, you know, back then, you know nobody's going to like women rights were, you know, they didn't have rights back then. So I guess it was easier to offer a young girl. Nobody's going to like look for her or anything like that. So kind of makes sense. I think back then they were more concerned, not where the girl was, but how come the chores weren't done? You know what I mean? Like why is, why, why isn't the cow not milked yet? <laughs> that part. Dude. Like over a, how many you said over a hundred? Over a hundred killing hundreds Ooh, so it is no specific number that's why she is the most prolific but why Man. why prey on women though like or girls like usually that'd be like a like a pedophile guy doing that you know that's what i'm saying i yeah. don't know maybe the story will let you guys know oh okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. my bad <laughs> even i don't know now jeez <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the highest number of victims cited during her trial was 650. God. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. That is why she's in the Guinness World Records. 650? 650. But the number comes from the claim by a servant girl named Susanna. Um, that uh, this name is, these names are hard, okay? Jacob Silvasi, Bathory's court official, had seen the figure in one of Bathory's private books. So I guess she kind of discovered her journal, as you could say, Mm -hmm. where she had stated it had already been 650. 
Dang. That number is like wow. Yeah. It would have to be like more than one a day, right? Yeah. Yeah, or just at that rate, three hundred sixty-five days a year. Oh, well, it could have been not just two years. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It could have been every month. Yeah, Who knows? She, she could be like, "It's uh, ring a little bell. It's killing time. Give me a young girl." I'm <laughs> God, but then they, there was no accurate number, right? No, so that's just the serving girl saw it in one of her books that she had hidden. So yeah, it could be if you paste it, she murdered a person a day. I'm pretty sure to kill that many, she had to keep count. She was she was doing it for something. That's 730. Jesus. So I, that book, did you have something to say? No, I'm just. I, I want to hear how she goes about doing it and stuff. This is. Mind-boggling. So the book that she had, where she mentioned it, was never revealed, and so Vasi never mentioned it in her test in his testimony. Mm. Oh, it was a guy, the servant. I thought it was a girl. Well, so she must have money. Everything's backwards in this story. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Jeez. So despite the evidence against her, her family's importance protected her from a death sentence. And I'll tell you what happened to her in a little bit, okay? All right. Um, I'm going to go into her early years, and then I'll finish off that part we're just talking about it, okay? All right. So her early years, you know, she was born in her family estate, 1560. She spent her childhood at Exet Castle, okay? So this girl is royalty. Mm. Her father was Baron George. What's that? Baron George V. I I'm bad with my Roman numerals right now. I think that's right the fifth, maybe. The I, so it'd be six. Oh, six. Okay, six. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, her. That was her father, brother of Andrew Bonaventura Bathory, who had been Beovod of Transylvania. I had no idea Transylvania was real. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a just family of vampires. vampires. <laughs> wow. So her mother was Baroness Anna Bathory, okay? Okay. So we know the family is all royalty. I'm not going to get into all those names because they're kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> Through her mother, Elizabeth was the niece of a Hungarian noble, Stephen Bathory, okay? The oh. King of Poland oh. and Grand Duke of Lithu- Lithuania. <laughs> They're all princes here and kings. So they, they're very, uh, they're high ranked. Yes. Wow. Her brother, her older brother became a judge royal of Hungary. So as a child, she suffered different or multiple seizures that were caused probably by epilepsy. Possibly that was stemming from inbreeding of her parents. Inbreed. Oh, it's even better. There we go. Do you guys know what that means in breeding? Yep. That's with the production of offspring from the mating or breeding of individuals or organisms that are closely related genetically. Mm -hmm. Gross. Yep. That's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Do they have banjos in Hungary or no? (laughs) Do they have what? What? Banjos. Is that the typical incest? <laughs> yeah, where the kids look like possums in the face. <laughs> Don't go there, Todd. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, you're being disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so at that time, the symptoms relating to the epilepsy were diagnosed as a falling sickness. And treatments including rubbing blood what? of a non-sufferer on the lips of an epileptic. Ugh. Or giving the epileptic a mix of non-sufferer's blood and a piece of skull as their episode ended. A piece of skull? A piece well, of skull what? with blood. So where you got a skull laying around just right <laughs> A non-sufferer, okay. I'm going to guess they're talking about dead bodies. A dead body, yeah. Somebody who didn't suffer from that condition. Or they made someone die that was like, hey, you're in good health. Come here for a minute. Bah! Come here for head. a second. <laughs> that is so gross, huh? <laughs> That's disgusting. See, I thought it was bad in the you know the 30s and 20s or, or a little before when they used to say, "Oh, you got uh, you got a headache here. Take some leeches." You know what I mean? But that's going to yeah. the extreme with skull and blood of non-suffered. Okay. Where did you get that stuff from? I don't know. It's weird. Jeez. So there was speculations that her killings during later in her life were probably part of efforts to cure her illness that she was suffering from since childhood but there is no evidence of that you know speculation in the 1500s probably the first murder maybe but then after a while she probably just got used to it but how like i'm trying to understand how like what in her mind was going to cure her by killing others well she since a young age she felt that brain that she was already eating dead people yeah, she'd already eaten you know, cranium and blood. So I was just like, well, I need to feed, you know? Ugh. That's disgusting. It is. Another proposal was made by other sources um, in order to explain that cruelty that she was trained by her family to be cruel. <clears throat> Those stories included a young Bathory witnessing uh, brutal punishments executed by her family's officers and being taught by the family members to be involved in Satanism and witchcraft. Well, there we have it. But again, there is no evidence of that. Those were just sources trying to come up with why. Why was she doing that, you know? Yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked. A royalty family in those days, and uh, yeah, they would be up to some sneaky stuff. Illuminati stuff. I, I could see that. I could see it too because you think if you have all the money in the world back then, you don't have any of the amenities you have now to keep someone rich, uh, I guess, not bored. You start doing stuff that's taboo, and that's as taboo as it could freaking get. You know, I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Bill Gates doesn't bathe in the blood of virgins every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this guy. <laughs> just because <laughs> I mean, he's done just about anything else. He's got more money than anybody here on the earth. So I mean, I would think it's the same thing with this chick. I mean, you got a good point. If you if you got it all, you've done it all. It, it, you at some point you get bored of it. You want to try something different. That, yeah. that, that's a good point. Something risky, at least. That's mm-hmm. something creepy different, though. That's something creepy, yeah. Because if you were sure. bored to your mind, you're telling me you're going to go commit murders? No, 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 no. I'll, bite, I'll, I'll probably bite my finger, but like... What? Bite my finger. <laughs> <laughs> well, first... So I'm not murdering somebody. First, first uh, Matt would do bite his finger, and then he'd start the serial killer way. He'll start to, like, kill animals, small animals, wet the bed, and then uh, have a traumatic brain injury. Did you just say wet the bed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll go after somebody. <laughs> At 32, 33, what the bed? <laughs> hey, hey, if he, wet, if he wets the bed, Gabby, <laughs> run. Run. <laughs> run like the wind. 
Man, you better never wet the bed. Todd told me that's a bad sign. Oh, yeah. He's going to be like, babe, I killed a cat today on the road. My head hurts and I peed in the bed. Run. <laughs> hey, next year, you know, I'll turn around, babe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cloud of Gabby still in the bed. She's gone. I better sleep with my machete then. Oh, there you go. If I see him chewing his finger. (laughs) You're wrong. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, give my catch my breath again. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So Bathory was raised a Calvinist Protestant. I don't even know what they believe in, to be honest. Never heard of that. But as a young woman, huh? Oh, never heard of that one. A Protestant? I know Protestant, but I don't know. Calvinist? Calvinist? Yeah, I don't know the Calvinist one. Uh, it's a form of Christianity that originated in the 16th century Reformation against what its followers perceived to be errors in the Catholic Church. Hmm. So they have, like, their own Catholic or Christian ideas. Mm, okay. Like priesthood of all believers, justification by faith alone. So it's like they're Christians, but they're separate. You know, like your salvation Jesus. comes from divine grace. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. It's a little weird. Okay. But as a young woman, she learned Latin, German, Hungarian, and Greek. So she spoke four languages. Born into a privileged family of nobility, she was endowed with wealth, education, and social rank. Yeah. So she was already born into that. I can imagine she had a big head. Oh, yeah. She's born. At the age of 13, before her first marriage. At 13? Tell me. At 13, before her first marriage. Like, what? what, what she her, was a lead. Huh? Did her father say, well, you've had puberty, so there you are, <laughs> marriage material. There you are, woman. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be shocked if this was within her family, okay? Probably. Oh. At 13, she gave birth to a child. Oh, wow. The child said to have been fathered by a peasant boy who supposedly gave it away to a local woman that was trusted by Bathory's family. The woman was paid for her actions and the child was taken to Wallachia, whatever that is. Nice. Evidence of this pregnancy came up a long time after her death, though, through rumors spread by peasants. So the validity of the rumor is often disputed, but I wouldn't be shocked. Because in those days... You know they have those girls young. Mm-hmm. The family sounds great so far. Right? Perfect family. Yeah. She's only 13, about to enter marriage. Hey, not bad. She was engaged. At what age do you guys think she was engaged to her first? Well, I don't know if she had more husbands, but to this husband. After she gave birth, right? No, she was already engaged. When she was she already engaged? Birth. Well, if she gave birth at 13, I'm going to say she was... She was, what, 11? What do you think, Todd? I think uh, probably if they had swings back then, when she could swing herself, so about six years old. (laughs) Nothing like a Hungarian swing. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're stupid. (laughs) It was bad enough, but six, no. Oh, okay. A little too early, huh? She was engaged at 10 years old. 10? Why did she wait so long? <laughs> God. Get with a program, woman. Faster. 
At 10 years old, she was engaged to Count Baron Gnadasi, member of another family who's probably royalty as well. Of course. Yep, he was the son of a baron. It was probably a political arrangement within the circles of aristocracy. Aristocracy. As Elizabeth's social standing was higher than of her husband, she refused to change her last name. Oh, there we have it. Instead, Narasi assumed the surname Bathurst. So it went backwards. The husband took the name of the wife. Whipped. Wow. Here's my thing. So so he's he gets married to her or she's... It doesn't say how old he is, but she's 13, right? Well, she's engaged, she, right? At 10, she's engaged. At 13, she gave birth to that child that supposedly was from a peasant boy, and then she got married. Wow. How, how does he feel? If, if, it, if the story is true and the peasant gets to her before him, wow, I hope that peasant got away because off with his <laughs> head, right? Mm-hmm. That's royalty. Mm-hmm. So... That's what happened. He took her name. They got married when she was 15. Mm. So they were engaged five years. Well, you know, he was yamming that up, though. If I if she was claimed to have given birth already, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. He was 19 and she was 15. So when he was engaged to her, he was 14 and she was 10. She was 10. Wow. So they were married on May 8, 1575. And there was like almost 5,000 guests at that wedding. Ooh. Mm. So the wedding gift to Bathory was the household, which was a castle situated in Little Carpathians near whatever. I can't even, but it was in Slovakia. Okay. The castle had been bought by his mother in 1569 and then given to Nadasi who transferred to Elizabeth during their nuptials so they had like a country house with 17 adjacent villages Mm. so they had money yeah so he became chief commander in the troops leading them to war Mm. so with the husband being away Bathory the girl managed the business affairs and the estates and that role included also responsibility for the Hungarian and Slovakian people, even providing medical care for them. So she was pretty much running the house while he was at war. So you said 17 uh, communities? Yeah. So she's like playing Sim City, like in real life. Like she's basically, yeah. She's running everything. So now I'm starting to see where this could come about because if she's running everything, she's farming girls then. Like, yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Wow. Okay. So during the Long War, which was from 1593 to 1606, um, she was charged with the defense of her husband's estates, mm. which lay on the route to Vienna. That threat was significant for the village. Sajet. Because it had been previously plundered by the Ottomans. Oh, the um, Ottoman Empire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was in danger. There were several instances where Bathory intervened on behalf of destitute women 
including a woman whose husband was captured by the Ottomans and a woman whose daughter was raped and impregnated. Mm. So she was pretty much in charge of rescuing these women. Mm. Her daughter, Anna Nadasti, was born in 1585 and later became the wife of um, somebody named Nicola Srinki. And Bathory's other known children include Orsoila Nadasti, who would become the wife of another, I guess, royalty person, mm-hmm. Catalin Nadasti, Andras Nadasti, and Paul. So, how many kids now? Five? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Five kids now. Yikes. And there's articles, not articles, chronicles that supposedly the couple had another son named Miklos Nadasi, but it cannot be confirmed. And they were thinking he could have been simply a cousin or he died young because he was not named in Bathory's will. Hmm. But who knows? This girl is already very weird. She's all over the place. All over the place. Georgie Nadasi supposedly is also the name of one of her deceased infants. So that would make it seven. Including that peasant. Yeah, including the one. Oh, yeah, the one that they sent away. Yeah, the one they sent away. So, So none of that could be confirmed, but these were the rumors that that was the possibility of all of her children. But, of course, she didn't care for the children. It was back in the day, the governess Mm -hmm. who took care of the children. Ferenc Nadasi died on 4th of January, 1604, at the age of 48. Okay. But they didn't know what illness or the exact nature of the illness that had killed him. That's the husband, right? Yeah. Beasting. It (laughs) seems to have started in 1601, so apparently he had been ill for like three years. Mm. He had debilitating pain in his legs, and he never recovered. Wow. In 1603, he became permanently disabled. You know what that sounds like to me? What's that? Diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. Too much sugar. (laughs) Too much sugar. (laughs) So they were married for 29 years before he died. Yikes. And he entrusted his heirs and the widow to Georgie Thurstow who would eventually lead the investigation into Bathory's crimes. So as he was dying, he's like, take take my name and honor it for... Wait a minute. Oh. <laughs> I don't... This is really confusing, huh? Yeah, because he died with her name, so his, his name's canceled. For real. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So between 1602 and 1604, right? Right mm. before her husband died... Mm-hmm. The rumors of her atrocities have begun spreading already throughout the kingdom right before he died. Okay. Well, it was like within two years. Um, A minister had made complaints against her publicly and at the court of Vienna. The authorities took some time to respond to the complaints. But in 1610, King Matthias II assigned Thurso, the Palatine of Hungary, to investigate it. He ordered two notaries to collect evidence in March 1610. And by October, they collected 52 witnesses, 52 statements. 
by 1611, that number had risen to over 300 statements from people accusing her. So according to the testimonies, her first victims were girls aged 10 to 14 years old. Later, um, she could have been killing daughters of the lesser gentry who were sent to her gymnasium by the parents to learn etiquette for court. Oh, God. Abductions were said to have occurred as well. The atrocities described more consistently, this is what they included. Severe beatings, burning, or mutilation of the hands. Oh. Biting the flesh off the faces. What? What? Yes. Ouch. Oh, that's gross. The use, um, okay, biting the flesh off faces, arms, and other body parts. What? As a me? Breathing. Till death? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh. Yep. Freezing or starving to death. Mm. The use of needles was also mentioned by people that were collaborating in court. Let's go. There were many suspected forms that she tortured people. According to the Budapest City Archives, the girls were burnt with hot tongs and then placed in freezing cold water. Oh, come on. They were also covered in honey and live ants. Oh, dude, oh, that yeah. mm, that's cold, man. She was also suspected of cannibalism. Oh, boy, duh. Well, yeah, she, yeah. Eating the face off. Well, it's because that showed that she would bite the skin off their face and oh, their arms. Yeah. And stuff. What was she going to do with it? Spit it? <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't even picture it. It's so disgusting. That's gross. That's nasty. Somewhat, yeah, it's gross, huh? I just, I'm picturing it a little bit because I'm not picturing a skinny woman at this point. I'm picturing a, just like someone that's like like they have a girl served up on a platter for her and she's just chowing away. And yeah. Some witnesses named relatives who died while they were there at her gymnasium. Others reported having seen traces of torture on dead bodies, some which were buried in graveyards and others in unmarked locations. And two court officials claimed to have personally witnessed the countess torture and kill uh, young servant girls. So she had eyewitnesses also. Wow. So on December 1610, she was arrested. It was confirmed um, the agreement with Thurso about the imprisonment of Bathory and distribution of the estate. On 30th of December, he went to the castle, arrested Bathory along with four of her servants who were also accused of helping her and according to Thurso's letter to his wife, he announced that he announced the visit found one dead girl and another living prey girl in the castle. Mm. But there was no evidence that they asked her what had happened to her. Although, I mean, it's obvious that she was caught in the act of torture. She was having, she was having dinner. Oh, oh my God. Wow. So Thurso made the declaration to Bathory's guests and villagers that he had caught her red-handed, but she was arrested and detained prior to that discovery or presentation of the victims. So most likely it seemed that him discovering Bathory covered in blood had been the embellishment of fictionalized accounts, but who knows? I don't think he would have, I don't know. I don't think he would have made it up. I don't think so. But then again, he was in charge of 
everything she owned, so who knows? I don't think so, though. Not that. True. So they debated further proceedings with her son, Paul, and two of her sons-in-law, Nicolas Rinky and Georgie Drugis. And that's a weird name. A trial and execution would have cost a public scandal. An influential family which ruled Transylvania would be disgraced. And Elizabeth's considerable property would have been seized by the crown. Transylvania? So Thurso, huh? You said this is in Transylvania area? Yeah. Well, this makes sense then with all the stuff that... Because this isn't the first story I've heard from Transylvania, obviously. It's usually Dr- Dracula, Count Dracula, or whatever his real name was back then. And mm-hmm. there's, a couple, there's a couple other ones, too. I mean, it, well, that must have been just a lawless, cannibalistic area, I guess. I, I guess so. The people here seem nuts. Yes. So Thurso, along with Paul and her two sons, planned for Bethany to be spirited away to a nunnery. But accounts of her murders of the daughters of lesser nobility spread, and it was agreed that she would be kept under strict house arrest and that further punishment should be avoided. Oh, jeez. House arrest for killing hundreds and hundreds and torturing that many. See, we thought police in our time were bad. (sighs) They've been bad for years, I see. (laughs) House arrest? Yeah. (laughs) Most of the witnesses testified uh, that they had heard accusations from others, but that they didn't see it themselves. And the servants confessed under torture that they were the king's witnesses. Oh, under torture. But they were executed quickly. Wow. <laughs> they were tortured to tell the truth, and then they were killed. It's like, hey, y'all know anything about this uh, this cannibal? Yeah, yeah, we know. Death. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, man, I don't, I don't know nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so the accusations were based mostly on rumors. There was no document to prove that anybody in that area complained about the countess. Mm. And in that time period, if somebody was harmed or even if somebody stole something as simple as a kitchen, as a chicken, a letter of complaint was written. But with her, they had nothing, nothing on paper. Mm. Two trials were held in the wake of Bathory's arrest. The first on the 2nd of January, 1611. And then the second one on 7th of January, 1611. So January 25th, she was convicted. Um, he wrote a letter to Hungarian King Matthias regarding the capture of, of her and her confinement in the castle. The Palatine also coordinated steps for the investigation with the political struggle with the Prince of Transylvania. She was detained in the castle for the rest of her life, where she died at age 54. Wow. She was locked in a bricked room, but according to other sources and written documents from priests that visited her, she was able to move freely and unhindered in the castle. So today the bondage could be called house arrest. Wow. So she wasn't actually locked up as they said they were going to lock her up. So they had to have some sort of evidence if they put her on house arrest. They didn't want the embarrassment. Mm -hmm. They had bodies, but then any witnesses magically were murdered. So Mm -hmm. No, those were the servants. The servants that were considered to be her accomplices. Oh, they were murdered. They were were killed. Okay, okay. My bad. I I heard wrong. They wouldn't kill her because of the scandal it was going to cost for the royalty. 
Screw your royalty. She wrote her will in September 1610, and she left all current and future inheritance possessions to her children. In the last month of 1614, she signed her arrangement, and they distributed the estates, lands, and possessions among her kids. Wow. On the evening of 20 of August 1614, Bathory complained to her bodyguard that her hands were cold, and he replied, It's nothing, mistress. Just go lie down. She went to sleep and was found dead in the morning. Mm. She was buried in the church of... <laughs> they buried her in Rose. In a church. Oh, yeah. Jesus is smiling at you. <laughs> wow. Wow. But according to some sources, due to the villagers' uproar about having her buried in their cemetery, her body was moved to her birth home at Exit. They didn't burn it? Where it was interred at the Bathory family crypt. Gee, so she still got a, a proper burial. She still got a royalty burial, yeah. Wow. Well, she didn't know. <laughs> so the location is today, and these days unknown, of course. It's been so long. I'm quite sure somebody knows. But isn't that jacked up? You're going to torture hundreds and hundreds of girls like that, and then you're going to be on house arrest until the end of your days. You know what happened when you got money? What if there was something behind that? What if they were all like good looking maidservants or girls, and she was probably some portly looking woman? <laughs> she's, she is. She's very unfortunate looking, and she's not fat. That well, that's probably what it was. She probably thinks she's an ugly duckling, and she's gonna take it out on all these cute little girls. Boy, it it, it would pay to have some ugly daughters over there. I'm telling you that right now, they would at least make it. She, she looks like uh, she looks like Fredo from The Godfather. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God! She's like um, I don't. She's like I don't know. She has this weird face, but. Yeah, you know what? You could be right because she probably felt like, well, she was sick and stuff, and she probably couldn't stand seeing healthy girls or better-looking girls yeah, than she, her. Yeah, she's probably jealous. Jealous. She's probably like, hey, hey. <laughs> she's probably like, hey, you maid servants, you see that girl over there? She's too cute, you know? Uh, I'm going to have her for dinner. <laughs> When did she turn to Rocky? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Let's just say she looked, she's probably a manly girl. Okay, no. you said she you said she looked like an Italian, you know. So I was thinking Italian, New Yorker. I don't know the trans Transylvania accent. <laughs> go try, try, man, try. <laughs> Look, I gotta go with a Count Chocula and Rocky combo here. <laughs> or it's like, we sent you a picture of what she looked like. Check your <laughs> like, oh, you know, one maid servant, <laughs> two maid servants. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing: two maid servants is better than one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh man. So that's the story of the most prolific female murder in history. Oh. She got to have killed that many people. A couple of hundreds. Oh, yeah. yeah. She had nothing to do. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even raising her own kids. Yeah, you're, you're, like, she, you're right, because she's royalty. She's got zero ambition. That's just That's her kicks. That's getting her kicks. That's torturing and murdering and eating. That's disgusting. Yeah. Oh. But the ants, though, man, like I, 
I, I seen I seen some um, Native Americans back in the day used to do that, bury someone up to their head and then put the uh, put some sort of sweet sugar on their head and let the let the uh, those real fire ants go to town on their uh, on their head. That's oh, but honey though, that's slow. Yeah. Oh. That's so sad. Oh, the the most disgusting part to me was the whole chewing their skin off, like the face so gross their arms other body parts like yeah i cannot imagine the pain somebody goes through with that someone literally peeling the skin off of you Ugh. yeah that's that's bad oh, okay you guys just sent me a picture and this is the equivalent today this picture of a filter on the body you know if you were to take a selfie and use like a snapchat <laughs> filter because you, there's no way that face has that body. That's just, come on now. <laughs> they they skinning her, her down a big time right here. Ew, she's ugly. Well, you got to remember in those days, women always had a corset. So, yeah, her waist could have been small and she could have been huge at the bottom. Who knows? That corset but... must have been cracking ribs if it's that size. I'm telling <laughs> Like, damn. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> For real, man. Well, so, there you have it, guys. Someone, I took you way back. <laughs> yeah, you did. But someone must have told her, you know what? You are what you eat. And then so she just tried to eat the, you know, the younger <laughs> women to look like them, I guess. I don't know. That's wrong. That's wrong, man. <laughs> I'm, just, you know I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, these murders aren't rude. these murders aren't recent, so it's okay, man. These are like 500 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, that is our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. So uh, let's we're gonna be signing off. But once again, let's let's let you guys know where you can find us. If you're uh, following our page, go to Instagram or Facebook. Type in the Grinding True Crime podcast, and you can find us. Follow us, please. Also, if you're listening on your podcast you can listen listen to us on pandora spotify itunes podbeam anchor iHeartRadio, and google podcast and for those out of the country you can find us on breaker cast box overcast and radio public so without further ado we're signing off this is your, your host of the show maddie matt along with the narrator for today gabby and the other host of the show todd fox and we are out of here Toodles. peace <laughs>